Hey everybody, welcome back to Casa Walsh, Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam and on today's episode we are going over season 6, episode 20 called Flying and it premiered on February 7th, 1996. Okay, so the girls are having a garage sale. They're calling it a garage sale, yet they live in an apartment building on like the second floor. So it's not really a garage sale, but they're having a garage sale in their apartment. I think those are just called tag sales, maybe? Not a garage sale. Also, why, I mean, wouldn't you just have it at the Walsh's? They actually have a garage and you can just like use like, the outside like instead of having strangers coming into your apartment I don't know um but we then see Kelly not feeling well uh Valerie thinks it's because she is uh getting uh high with Colin or having you know problem getting drugs with Colin and um she decided that she wants to quit though um I think just because she's probably she's falling behind in school and all that stuff but he doesn't really seem to want to quit. Um, they're very quickly, I feel, got addicted to cocaine. Now, Kelly, I'm going to say she, her mother had a drug problem. So maybe it's a little real, realistic in that, that like addiction runs in the family. But Colin implied, like the first time we saw him cocaine, was that he doesn't drink all the all of his front all all of the you know group drinks, so he decides to just like do a little cocaine here and there. But it seems like that shifted very quickly for him to doing a little bit of coke to being a full fledged cokehead, which he is. So I don't know, um, Jonathan. Uh, is still kind of hanging around. Um, I guess he's on assignment locally. So he's just hanging around campus a lot, which is just really weird. Like you graduated. I understand that you have a thing for Susan, but it's just, I don't know. But he insists to Brandon that it's just, he's just there for assignment and they have nothing to fight over. Um, but he indicts Brandon and if he's got any friends interested in coming with him the next day for a biplane flight, um, which Brandon obviously declines because he wants to not hang out with um, Jonathan. Uh, biplane planes are, I feel like they're just like two-person planes. Um, there's, and they they have a propeller. I'll I'll kind of like I'll double check exactly. Um, I'm just basing it on what I saw. Um, and I think they do like tricks in the air and stuff. I think those were what the biplanes are. But I'll double check and get back to you on that. So then, um, Claire is looking for some safety pins for I guess to put tags on the clothing that they're selling in their tag slash garage sale. And when she's in Kelly's room looking for safety pins, she comes across none other than a cocaine, a little vial um, that Kelly got that is in her room. 
So she knows that uh, Kelly could really get in trouble uh, for having that much cocaine and with the police if they ever came by. And Don and Claire live there also, so they can get in trouble also. also. So uh, she says cocaine possession carries mandatory sentencing. Claire apparently is a lawyer now, so she knows all this information, and she tells uh, Donna that they need to talk to Kelly about it because they can get in trouble for her being a cokehead and they don't want to get in trouble for being you know around her which i get she sucks right now so i wouldn't want to hang out with her either so then we see valerie in her room going through her clothes to find items for the tag sale um so i guess it's not just the girls in the apartment i guess everyone's allowed to sell some stuff and while david is there helping i guess um a call from Ginger comes by, uh, comes in. Uh, she's coming to town. Uh, Valerie <laughs> refuses to have any contact with her uh, and won't tell David who was on the phone. Um, so if you don't remember Ginger, Ginger was Valerie's friend from Buffalo and she was on the first few episodes of the season and she and Valerie concocted some plan to get Valerie... <laughs> in the good graces of the group. She was obviously not high on their list. So they had Ginger pretend to steal some jewelry. Um, they were making it seem like Ray did it. I don't really understand that logic, but they were making it seem like Ray did it. But then Valerie was the savior because she realized it was really Ginger. She returned all the items that were stolen. Ginger leaves town, Valerie paid her off for this, and she leaves, and they never talk again. Or if they do talk again, they talk again privately. Um, so that was the plan. Ginger's now calling. She wants to come to town. So Valerie obviously doesn't want her coming to town because she could spill the beans on about, about what really happened. So that's a little recap there. So then Steve is uh, talking to Brandon about the biplane and talking about how cool it is and just that's awesome that Jonathan invited them. So Brandon kind of is like reconsidering. He's like, fine, maybe we'll we'll try it. So then Don and Claire um, tell Kelly she's got to come to the apartment. She shows up with Colin and clearly she is high. Um, she thinks she's in trouble with them because she's not helping with the tag sale and Colin thinks it's he's like this is just weird Cal let's get out of here like it's very weird and they're about to leave and Donna says and this is big because it's Donna if you leave now don't ever come back or talk to me ever again obviously Kelly turns around is going to talk to her because Donna's her best friend and I think that you know she cares about what Donna's feelings are so they confront her over the cocaine, which of course Kelly denies using it. She says, you went into my room without my consent. Um, Claire doesn't believe her. Claire's being the more stern one, which I think makes sense. I mean, Donna's Donna. Um, you know, she's always going to be the nicer one. And she even said, like, if you leave now, don't ever talk to me again, which is stern for her. But Claire 
is definitely the one basically like if you're doing cocaine get the hell out of the apartment we don't want anything to do with you like we don't want anything to do with it um so claire thinks she's full of shit which she is and she leaves she leaves all angry so she's not going to be staying at the beach apartment for the near future while she is still doing cocaine so joe has been invited on the biplane trip with the boys uh, Donna is nervous about his safety because also he's got the health issues so she doesn't know something so you know I guess I want to say adventurous but I guess, I guess it's adventurous uh, could be risky for his his little heart um, and she's also really upset that the things with Kelly you know just what's going on with that and her doing cocaine and shit um, so Kelly has kind of moved her stuff into the loft. So she's staying at Collins now. Um, and he told her that she could help herself from co- to cocaine. This is where he keeps it in this little box whenever she wants. So he's such a, he's such a gentleman. Like what a good boyfriend. He's like, you know what? You can do the coke whenever you want. What's mine is yours. <laughs> um, so, uh, the girls are, um, getting ready for this tag cell and I guess they're telling um Susan a little bit about how Kelly's not coming and what's going on and it's kind of funny here because Valerie it seems to be like Valerie is the voice of reason where she actually says to Claire and to and to Donna like do you think this is a good idea to maybe talk air kelly's dirty laundry in front of other people which she kind of brings up a good point um you know listen she's got shit going on but maybe not talk about it and they both agree that that valerie's right but it is funny to me that valerie is the voice of reason here for the two of them who are clearly upset about kelly so then um david shows up at the the sale um so he's skipping the biplane uh he decided to sit this one out he doesn't want to go donna questions why he's not there and he's like "Mm, not my thing and she's just like obviously doesn't help her fears about joe going and anything like that so we then see the guys um at this airfield um and jonathan takes brandon um and Steve, you know, they're, they're, so it's Jonathan, Brandon, Steve, and Joe are at this airfield for it. Um, and I guess they're getting excited about it because it seems like it's, would be fun. I would probably, um, shit myself because there's no way in hell that I would do something like this. Um, I mean, I do roller coasters but I'm also usually like kind of like really nervous before I do it. So there's just, there's no way I would do something like this. Like I give all props in the world to people that are like, will go skydiving, stuff like that, bungee jumping. I could never do it. I would shit myself. Um, but yeah, so they're going to go do this. Um, apparently Jonathan is a pilot and knows how to do this stuff because of course he does so he's going to go up um with brandon uh while this other pilot who they meet at the airfield is going he takes up joe and then i guess they're gonna wait 
for uh, Steve to go afterwards. Um, so then they obviously they show, you know, stunt flying and all this stuff in the, um, you know, what's going on. I mean, obviously it's not really them in there. There's really biplane pilots doing this shit, but they show kind of little montage of them flying and doing the stunts. So then Donna and David talk about uh, Kelly's denial. Um, and they mention possibly telling Jackie about her addiction. David's not sure. He says because when Mel found out about David's drug use, um, it only made him want to use it more. Really? I don't really think it made a difference. You just got money from your dad and you kept on using it. It was just... I don't think it made you were like, ooh, I'm going to do it more. Like, it just... I don't know. I mean, they should tell Jackie. It's crazy that they haven't yet. Um, I mean if anyone understands it's going to be Jackie. Um, so, but if Kelly doesn't want to get clean, um, you know, I don't know. Like, it's just kind of like they should tell her in my mind, but I think they're mulling it over at this point. So back at the airfield, um, Brandon and Jonathan, um, have now it seemed they've, bonded over doing this biplane together uh joe gets out of his plane and he's like that was awesome and then boom falls to the ground faints the um pilot kind of uses that like um i don't know that stuff that you put under someone's nose and they wake up from it because it's got such a when they pass out so they um i don't know yeah so he wakes up from that um, and Steve's excited cause he's going to go now, but they're like, you know, we should probably get him home. Um, we should not, um, continue this. So Steve doesn't get to go on the biplane, but I mean, Joe really it passed out. They probably should go, um, get him looked at or whatever. I mean, he doesn't want to make a big deal out of it, but like I said, he's got a little heart that we got to be careful for. Um, so then at the garage sale, we learn here that Claire still has her blow-up boyfriend, which a woman wants to buy, um, but she doesn't. By the way, I noticed the girls are very smart that they have, like, taped off, which I don't know how her blow-up doll ended up out here. They've kind of, like, taped off their bedrooms, meaning, like, do not enter, and then like a bookcase, like not for sale. So they were kind of smart with what they did. But again, I don't understand why they didn't just do this at the Walsh house and use their actual, like, you know, the front of the house and sell stuff out of the garage. It just makes a lot more sense than having all these strangers in your apartment. Yeah, you taped it off, but that doesn't mean that, I mean, running the garage sale is like Susan selling something there. Obviously Claire and Donna are. Kelly is supposed to be there, but she's not. Valerie. And then there's all these other people. So all these other people could just roam into someone's room. I mean, that's probably what happened with the blow-up doll that Claire does not want to sell. <laughs> um, but then a woman, she's like, it's not for sale. And a woman's like, I'll give you $5. And she's like, sold. Really? You're taking $5 for your blow-up doll? How much did you pay for it, Claire? Because you paid more, you paid $5 for it. Like, there's no way, 
I just thought that was funny. She's like, sold for five dollars. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, Susan is talking to Valerie. She tells her that she's completely done with Jonathan. Um, but she doesn't mind having him around. She's just not, she's not interested in him, but she still cares about him as a friend. Um, and then Valerie like brings up the fact about like Brandon and Kelly are exes and still hangs out. So I guess she's just like, it's, it's fine for them. So it's fine for you. So it's, you know, obviously she's not thrilled about this. Um, and then, uh, Valerie gets another call from Ginger. Um, having found out from Nat that Valerie was at the beach apartment. So she's there. She is, uh, she's touched down. She says she's currently at the Walsh house. Uh, she needs a place to stay. And she says that she needs that in exchange for her silence about their scam together. So she basically says, you got, you know, you got to let me stay somewhere or else I am telling everyone. So then Valerie tells David what Ginger's up to. Um, she's like, I don't know. She's just, you know, being a brat. Um, I'm going to check her into a hotel. So she asks David to kind of bring her there. And Ginger kind of flirts with David. And she's spending, like, money. Because the room's on Valerie. So she's going to get, like, room service. She's just being a bitch for no reason. And Valerie swears David to secrecy about Ginger being in town. She doesn't want anyone knowing. He kind of doesn't really understand why she's paying for her and all this stuff. Because he knows, like, what happened. What she, you know, this, he knows the scam. He does not know that they were in on it. So he's just like, why are you paying for, like, why would you help her? She's not a good friend. Like, he's making valid points. He just doesn't understand it. So, um, she's like, let me just, you know, do this while I figure out how to get rid of her is what she's, what she's going with. So then at the Walsh house, Brandon is downplaying Joe's condition for Donna's, you know, feelings. Um, though Steve does tell Claire exactly what happened and Claire tells Brandon, um, also separately side use that he should really talk to Kelly. Um, she says she's still using and um, she thinks that maybe Brandon could knock some sense into her, which is a good, you know, assessment. Um, he seems like he would be. So then um, I guess Brandon had plans with Susan. So he maybe he's going to be late or something. Cause he goes over to Colin's house where Kelly is, um, scouring the place for drugs. And while she's looking for the drugs, I'm just thinking to myself that maybe like if she turned the lights on, it could help because she's looking in the dark. Um, I don't know if they're trying to cut costs and electricity to save for, um, money for cocaine, but it seems that, um, you know, maybe if you turned on the lights, you might be able to see what you're looking for. Just a thought here. So um, Brandon comes. She obviously tries to get him to leave. She's definitely embarrassed. She doesn't want him seeing her like this uh, because she looks like shit. 
Um, but he's refusing to leave um, because he wants to, he wants to help. He does. He doesn't want her. He doesn't want to see her like this either. Um, so he's like, let's just go for a ride. And she, in the car, insists that they're quitting. She's got everything under control. She wants to go back to Collins. And Brandon says that Colin is the problem, actually. And then she accuses him of being jealous and not being able to see with him with someone else. To which he's just like, that's not it. Um, which it's not. I mean, he, I think he's happy with Susan. I do think, though, however, if Kelly said, I want you back, there's a possibility. I don't know, actually, because she she was the one, she said no to the marriage proposal, but also she did say that she wanted them to still be together. She said just because they said no to marriage doesn't mean I want to say no to being with you. And he basically said no. Like, you said no to my marriage proposal. We can't be together. So... I don't know. It's a little um, tricky, if you will. Um, Yeah. So, but anyways, um, that's not it. So we then see Ginger going on a shopping spree, charging all the new clothes to the room where Valerie got her. Now, does that work? Like, if I'm at a store out of town, I could say to the store charge this to the room where I'm staying in the hotel unless this hotel has like a mall and stores in it that's a separate issue then you can charge the room but you can't charge I don't know she's just going on a shopping spree with Valerie's money um Valerie reminds her that she already paid her for what they did um and a part of their agreement was for Ginger not to come back to town and ginger starts talking about possibly staying in town moving in with valerie and stealing david from her um and she says um please leave and ginger's like fine i'll leave if you pay me fifty thousand dollars um i know she owns a club but how profitable is it? Because <laughs> when I was, what are they, ju- junior? When I was a junior in college, I probably had on a week like $20 to my name. Um, so who, like what junior in college? has $50,000 that they could just give. Not alone like, oh, wow, like I'm saving, I have $50,000 in my bank account. Who can give $50,000? I mean, I can't do that now. Like, what are you t- I mean, she owns a club. It's not like she's, you know, won the lottery. I mean, how much money does she have that she can give $50,000? I mean, she spent, it seemed like, all the money that she had that Jonesy gave her when she did that thing with um, Dylan to get his money back. Like, we don't know how much Jonesy gave her, but he gave, I mean, Dylan gave her 10K and then Jonesy gave her more. What did Jonesy give her? A hundred? 
But again, she had to buy out Rush for the Peach Pit After Dark. So she definitely spent that money. She also only spent like a week or two at the hotel that she was living in because she ran out of money. So therefore, she doesn't have money. So I don't understand how Ginger think. I mean, maybe that's what Ginger's planning on. She's bluffing. She doesn't have 50 grand. So she's like asking her for 50 grand. I don't know. Um, but... But she, I mean, she obviously balked at that because she's like, I'm not going to pay $50,000. Um, and Ginger threatens to play the gang, the recording of her and Valerie talking about the scheme. So she made a tape. She recorded her. Um, but Valerie, I mean, she's just like tired about this. She wants to think about something else because she doesn't really put up a fight. She's like, I'll get back to you. Um And, like, Ginger's very good. Like, she's just such a little bitch. But it's just, like, she's being nice about it, which is kind of funny. Um, and Valerie wants her out of the room by noon the next day. So um, we'll have to see what happens with that. So then um, Brandon, in the car with Kelly, stops by a payphone, because he doesn't have a cell phone, uh, to tell Susan he's running late for their date. Um, while his back's turned, Kelly gets in the driver's seat of the car and she drives off in his car, leaving him stranded. Uh, Susan was on the other line with Jonathan because she was at the Condor because where else is she? Um, and she tells him that, um, you know, Brandon was, I guess, with Kelly they had dinner plans, so John's like, well, I, I'm hungry. So she decides she's going to just go on Brandon's dinner date with Jonathan instead. Ginger then calls Valerie to announce that she has uh, new terms. She said she will leave as soon as she, you know, she won't have to pay her. She'll leave as soon as she wants. But my new term is I want your boyfriend. I want a night with David. So Ginger basically saying to Valerie, if you let me sleep with David, I will leave. Does David have a say in the matter? I mean, just a, just a, I don't know, just a thought. So um, at the end of the episode, uh, Donna has learned that Joe did pass out from the flight and asks him to please see her father again about his heart issues. He agrees, but he still insists that he's fine, that it's nothing to worry about. So, um, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna go. I mean, he probably just is nervous that there actually is something wrong, um, and he's scared about it, but he doesn't want to admit it, which I get makes sense. So then Kelly shows up, um... At the beach apartment, you get more of her thing. She tells Donna that Brandon kidnapped her. And if he does it again, she's going to call the police. Probably not a good idea because they can drug test you and you would get arrested for cocaine use. So, good move, Kelly. Um, Donna wants Kelly to stay. She's like, please stay. Let's talk about this. And Kelly doesn't want to. She says she's outgrown the apartment. And Donna questions, does that mean you've outgrown me too? Um, 
because obviously she doesn't want anything to do with any of them. And that's kind of like where the episode ends. Fun facts and tidbits. So, um, biplane. It is a fixed wing aircraft with two main wings stacked uh, one above the other. So, like, I guess that's a propeller. Um, the first powered uh, controlled airplane to fly. Um, the Wright brothers used a biplane wing um, arrangement as they did many aircrafts in the early years of aviation. So, I guess that they're saying a biplane is just a fixed wing aircraft with two main wings. But, like, you know, like you saw, it's two people and they can just do like cool tricks in it. I also did not mention this in the episode and I have to mention this now. At the at very end, when Kelly and Donna are speaking in Kelly's room about Kelly leaving. The front door, well, not the front, but the door to Kelly's bedroom is open. And right there on the wall, right outside of Kelly's bedroom, is the birthday artwork that Colin did for Kelly. So it's on the wall. They did it. Um, but it's so, but it doesn't fit in her room, so it's on the wall. I, I mean, that's a common area to me. So I would say no. Because it's not good. Because like I've said many times, I don't. He, his artwork does not impress me. Um, but it's a gift from her boyfriend. So I guess they said it was okay. And plus it's like right outside her room. Not anyone else's room. So I don't know. Anyways, um, so I don't have any songs for this episode. But I have a spotlight. Because of course I have a spotlight. So the spotlight for this episode is going to be on Ginger. Um. Played by Alyssa Donovan. Now, I also... Do you think her character's name is Ginger because she's a ginger? Just thought. Like, she came out with red hair. They called her Ginger? I don't know. Thought it was kind of funny. Anyways, um, so she was born um, Lisa Adeline Donovan. I'm going to assume there's a Lisa Donovan in sag so she just threw an e at the front of her name so she is elisa um i keep saying Alyssa, but maybe it's elisa anyways um she was born on february 3rd 1971 which makes her 50 now so she had a big birthday this year um she is from poughkeepsie new york but it says here that she grew up in Long Island. Um, I don't know where in Long Island, but Long Island, which I'm from Long Island. So I, I'm very curious to where um, where she grew up. I did see, though, um, she did change her name to Elisa because when she joined the union, um, there was a Lisa uh, Donovan. So I was right. Um but yeah, she attended the new school in New York City where she kind of studied writing, acting, all that stuff and did the move to LA when she was um, pretty young in 94. Um, so I guess what, she 24 then? Um, 23. So yeah, she moved there when she was 23 and the first gig she got was on... Blossom, an episode on Blossom. 
Um, however, her big break clearly was uh, Clueless in 95. She played Amber, or Ambular, as we like to call her, um, which I, I spoke briefly about um, in the first episode of this season that she was featured on uh, with my friend David when we recapped the episode. We talked a little bit about um, her being Clueless and kind of what came first, um, but uh, kind of coincided um, a little bit with each other, but Clueless came out just right before this. So pretty much when we saw this or her on this we're like oh my god that's amber from clueless because it was right afterwards um she also did some she was in a night at the roxbury excellent movie um it said she was in 10 things i hate about you and i am drawing a blank i don't recall her in the movie um i don't know why and i don't remember like who would she play because that movie came out in 99 like, she wasn't one of the high school kids. Like, I know who they were. So I'm just confused. I don't know why I can't pick out who she was in the movie. Um, but anyways, yeah, she did a bunch of other movies and stuff. Um, I think she's more of a TV actress, I guess you will. Um, like I said, her first role was Blossom. She did four episodes of this. Um, she also reprised her role as Amber in the Clueless television show, which was like on from like 96 to 99. So she was doing that. Um, and just like a bunch of other, you know, she was the main character um, for a couple of seasons of Sabrina the Teenage Witch in the early 2000s. And then she kind of just did, um, you know, episodes of other shows kind of here and there. Um, and... Yeah, I think she's still acting. I think she's still pretty active and, and doing stuff. So, um, yeah, that is it for the spotlight and for the fun facts and tidbits for this episode. Thank you all for listening to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. On the next episode, we are going over season six, episode 21 called Bleeding Hearts. So thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.